Welcome to Couch to Coach, a weekly podcast with me, Rob, an aspiring runner whose favourite place is being comfy on the couch. And me, Ben, a UK Athletics accredited running coach. Follow us as we try to turn Rob from couch to coached. And we are live. We're back. We're, we're, we're back. back and live. Back and live. I know. It feels weird. It feels really weird. Because last week we had Mental Health Awareness Week. The week before that, I did the podcast on my own. <laughs> that was weird. It was uh, nice to be a listener, actually, for once. <laughs> I didn't know what was coming. I know. I, uh, I, put, I put it all together. I thought to myself, I can't leave a week without an episode. I know people out there saying they were really disappointed that when we had that week where we had no episodes, I thought, oh, I know what I'll do. I'll put a bit of a, the best of um, podcast. So I thought it went, it was okay. I really enjoyed it, to be fair. I think you can tell the difference in sound quality from the start. You could tell how nervous we were. I know. But I remember you saying in that first episode, I'm just really nervous. I don't know why. And I was like, <laughs> why? It's only me and you talking. But you could actually hear it. Going back that far now, it's mad, isn't it's just, it? It's, it is weird, and I was when because I, I I was listening to like episodes past of the past because I thought, well, what can we put in there? And I thought, oh, well, we'll start off where we really started. You can really tell. Uh, although I was nervous about this afternoon for some reason because it's been a couple of weeks since we last did an episode. I think, yeah, it's almost like you forget how to talk. <laughs> it's really weird. Yeah. I mean, those mental health awareness episodes. How good were they? To be fair, they were, they were good. They were fantastic episodes. We've had a lot of good feedback, haven't we? I was going to say we've had a lot of really good feedback. Uh, and and I just want to put on the record again to the guys that came on. So, Dave, uh, uh, really thank you for coming on and thank you for letting City win the league as well. <laughs> <laughs> he got it in. He did it, Dave. Why is he doing you dirty like that, mate? You, know, you weren't expecting that. Uh, and no, but genuinely, thank you for coming on it. It was a really serious subject. But uh, what people have said is it was really so serious subject talking about mental health. But in the way that we tackled it and the way that we talked about it, really, really shone a light on the fact that it is a really hard, hard hitting subject. But there is light at the end of the tunnel with Dave and Joe and also Tom. And there is elements of that you can have a bit of fun as well and, and talk about it with a serious subject, but with a bit of, with a bit of laugh and a bit of a joke as well. Uh, but yeah, they went really, really well. And I think we'll probably do it again in the future because it has gone down so well. So if there's anybody out there, the and we say on this podcast, on this episode, I'm going to, a bit of a spoiler alert. We ask people if they want to come on the show, let us know. Uh, we've had a number of episodes now, a number of guests, but we're always open to more guests coming on. If you've got something to say, please do get in contact with us. Please let us know. Um, I've had people saying that they want to come on the podcast. I'm not going to have any spoilers. Ben doesn't even know what I've got potentially lined up. Um, but yeah, it's, it's it's really, really good. So, But we are back and we had a special guest or two special guests. Friend, best friend to the show, Mr. Ken Rushton, came back on the show for the fourth time. Like I say, I think he's trying to take my position in the Ken and Ben show. The Ken and Ben Show. <laughs> Problem is, what rhymes with Rob, I'm not going to say it. <laughs> we can't have anybody on there called Robin, Robin something show. And Robin then we had, yeah. yeah 
And then we had Natalie on, Natalie Jolly, who is the race director, race organiser for the Potter's Half. So we and have our Potter's first Half female special. guest. Our first female guest. Yeah, absolutely. So let's have a listen to the Potter's Half special. So, Potter's Half, not half, half, with apostrophe over the A, uh, special. We've got Natalie, Natalie Jolly with us, and we've also got best friend to the show, I want to say now, Ken Rushton with us, fourth time lucky. So, Natalie, first and foremost, introduce yourself. Um, I'm Natalie, I work at Stoke-on-Trent City Council. Um, bit of background on me, I used to work at the Donnelly Children's Hospice as the event manager over there, so... I organise things from like the annual ball, golf day, through to the 10K and 5K. Um, started off at the council as a lifeguard, worked my way through, and I'm now service development manager as of about two weeks ago. So we had a bit of a restructure at work. Um, but part of it still falls under my remit. So kind of all sort of events like that sits underneath me uh, with the team. Um, so it's great to be involved again this year. But you're not a runner. No, I'm not a runner. <laughs> we'll get it out of the way. Straight first and foremost, we'll get I'm it out of the way. Guys, I'm not a runner. I'll do 5K. <laughs> I have got some nice running shoes. I've got the gear. I am a gym goer, a dancer, a swimmer. Running, I get to the 5K mark, and I'm kind of starting to think, okay, what's for tea? What am I doing tonight? I kind of start thinking like that. You haven't got um, long enough to think about that. <laughs> I just, I get to like sort of... 3k and I'm starting to think like that my other half though is a running fanatic he does a lot of running and he's constantly he's desperate to get me to go running with him trail running all this stuff so maybe one day there's hope well well, I was going to say you're not a runner just yet so we have we've had had another non-runner on the show if people can remember back we had Adam Burgess the canoe slalomist and he has started to run actually he reached out to us and told us that he started to run so it might happen after you've been on this podcast we have an, we might have a positive impact on you you might start running exactly you'll have to get us both back in and do another podcast about the journey from not running there to you. running Absolutely. couch to coach got it already there, there we you go, go. That's, that's the whole premise of this show to get people into running to get people that are running listening to this podcast to get some hints some tips and that's what we're doing now so how long have you been organising, running, potters off. Is this your first time or second, third? This year's third year. So I came into the role in 2020. Obviously, everything was completely shut down, living from home, working from home, didn't leave the house kind of thing for the whole year. Um, So 2020 was cancelled. And then my first year was in 2021. Uh, So obviously that year, 22, and then this year's the third year. So the pressure was on especially after COVID when you're starting back running. Everybody wants to get back into a big event. Because I think the first time I did it was 2020. I think, yeah, 2021. So it was after the the lockdown. So this is my third time. I've got my number, 352, for people who are interested. Um, So this is my third time running and getting better every year. Hopefully this time I'm going to get closer to two hours. It's a very tough course though, isn't it? It's nasty. Yeah, I've actually driven around it today, uh, just double checking all the marshal points on the potholes, uh, but all of the marshal points um, and just making sure that everything's all sorted and even driving it, I just think how on earth can you begin to think about running this course, all those hills? Does it does it go apart Break Hill? 
Is this the thing that you were talking that you live on Heartbreak Hill, right? I do. I live at the top of Heartbreak Hill, so I What's train on Heartbreak from you, then? I'm just on the road from you. How are you? There you go. Yeah. <laughs> so Heartbreak Hill, it's a, it's a kill. I know it's not your fault, Natalie. I know it wasn't your idea to put it right at the end, but it's a killer because it's right at the end, mile, I'd say probably 11 and a half to 12, and you, you're running down. And for people that never ran it before, you're running around, and you're thinking, oh, I'm right, near, near the end, near the end, near the end. And then you turn a corner, and all you can see is you're faced with it doesn't look too bad when you're driving up it. It doesn't look too bad when you're walking up it. But when you've just run another 11 and a half miles, you're thinking to yourself, how am I going to yeah. get up this Mount Everest? Well, I have heard of people that give out jelly beans or jelly babies. They've got the water hose pipes. I have even heard there's somebody that's got beer and wine on the course. I don't know who that person is, but they're a legend. Yeah, yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. I've, 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 at that point in the that's what you I've want for hydration, isn't it? Beer and wine. <laughs> I don't agree too much with the jelly babies. I was doing Birmingham Half Marathon uh, two weeks ago, and one of the runners that I coach saw her at the finish line, Sarah. She's a listener to the show. She did absolutely fantastic, but was having a beer afterwards in like the... Uh, the, like the party zone or whatever they called it and she went I, I nearly threw up at 11 miles because I, I, I'd I used um, Love Hearts as a fuel but the actual sugary Love Hearts and they fizz up and I just looked at her and just went that was never in the coaching never <laughs> so avoid avoid jelly ba- jelly babies if they're handing them out I don't agree with them I had on the Great North Run I had do you know them strobes the cold strobes them Haribo strobes I can remember it was like mile two I think it was and I was running and I thought oh, I'll have one of them took one of them nearly choked to death I nearly like, I was coughing I couldn't I had to spit it out because I couldn't because ch- running and chewing at the same time must be really difficult for me uh, so yeah taking stick to your fuel that you know Appreciate the people that are out on course giving them out, but I'm going to stick to the to the fuel line. Can I bring Ken in at this point? Ken, back in your running days, I know that you were a very serious runner. We've talked about some of your times. What was your fuel of choice back then? Um, pre pre race bread and jam. Here we go, bread and jam. Yeah, bread bread and bread and bread and jam, and uh, 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 strawberry as well. Because the thing is, is that uh, it's easy to digest. But also, it's a slow release as well, so that um, you didn't get you didn't get the highs off sugar. So yeah, my um, uh, my choice pre-race was, was always um, uh, brown bread and jam. Sensible choice. What do you think of Rob's um, two Weetabix milk and a, and uh, a bit of honey? Sensible or not? I think as long as you've tried it in training and it works, absolutely fine. You find what suits you, what suits you. The only thing I'd say to anybody, whether they're seasoned runners or the new runners, don't try something uh, just before race day that you've never tried before. If you want to try something, do it a few weeks before, do your run and see that you've got no, you know, no reaction. But you find what you find what suits you know suits you. But uh, um, always have things that are easily digestible. I mean, the, the Weetabix and honey, absolutely fine. That'll, that'll digest and give you slow release. The sometimes, but what sometimes is the milk part won't agree with some people. So it's always uh, don't, try something for, don't try something for the first time on your race day. Yeah, I have skim milk. It's just a splash of skim milk because I can't get yeah. it dry. So yeah. I, I even when I went to, I can't remember if I mentioned this on the podcast, it's been six months now I've been doing this podcast. Uh, 
when I went down to London, family that I haven't seen for years, I even said to them, I need to have, I need three, I need two Weetabix, I need semi-skim, I need skim milk and I need honey. So <laughs> hello, um, welcome back to the family, Rob, but I need the Weetabix. <laughs> demanding, very Demand, demanding. I very demanding, I, know, I can't, can't, can't believe it. And they, they, they got it out for me, so there was no problem at all. Natalie, so, can I ask you a question? Well, Go on, I've interrupted Rob again. I've got another question. Go on. Just fuel. So now these races, you organise these races, they normally have like a, a fuel sponsor or hydration sponsor or whatever it might be. Potter's Arf's got one, I'm assuming. I don't know. So we've done, um, we've had a water sponsor this year. So Tile Mountain have come on board and they're sponsoring all the water stations. So we've got four out on course and then one at the finish line. <clears throat> and then we've got um, a couple of local businesses so we've got runners relief and protein rebel who've come on board and they're popping something into the goodie bags at the end so the goodie bags actually this year are quite i think they're quite good compared to previous years they're looking all right so i think people will be quite pleased with what they get at the end of the race this year excellent and do you as the organizer what's that sorry so i'm not giving any secrets away okay no secrets do you do you approach these companies being local companies or do they contact you? Um, so both of those contacted myself um, in terms of like the water sponsor and all the sponsors. It's a bit of bit of both, really. They sometimes contact us or we'll get in touch with them. It depends what we need. If it's somebody coming on board with something new and we think it's going to be a great addition to the events, then we're always open for those conversations um but obviously this year um we've had a couple of sponsors who've sponsored annually for a number of years um due to the impact of covid they've no longer continued and therefore haven't been able to sponsor the event this year so we have had to sort of make those approaches and look elsewhere i've got a question and you said no secret so i can't imagine you're going to have going to answer this question anyway but the medal is it a ceramic again hmm yeah. <laughs> so it's not it's not it's you, not it's, ceramic oh so hot, uh, hot off the press guys people are listening we haven't got a ceramic medal this year it's not I ceramic quite, I, I quite like the ceramic ones they, they were made by Wade weren't they they were made by Wade Ceramics yeah oh. um, they were really I, I liked them as well um, I know there was um, mixed opinions about them in the running community um, obviously we went to the timed ribbons but this year it's not ceramic oh there you go guys so if that um Exclusive for you. I'm going to put a jingle in there, but I'm an exclusive. It's not ceramic. <laughs> not going to give us anything else away, but it's not ceramic. So there you go. Brilliant. <laughs> On the day. So what time, you can give us all the briefing now, what time do we need to be there for, what's going on on the day? I know we've got fun runs, I know we've got other things going on, relays going on with the potters off, you can do all sorts of different things. Give us a bit of a lowdown on what's going on on the day. Okay, well, on the day, I'll be there with a number of other staff from about 4am. Doesn't mean that you guys will be there, yeah, 4am. I won't be there at 4am. I'll be silly to my Weetabix at 4am. <laughs> with, it, with it being that city centre set up and, like, you've got the gantry and everything else, and you've got to remember as well, it's a Saturday night going into Sunday morning. You've got people just rolling out of pink, and for people who aren't from Stoke, that's uh, one of the nightclubs that's... Open the latest in the city. Um, so, yeah, you've got a lot to sort of tackle with at that time, um, but we just need to get set up. So we've got the walk that starts at 8.30. So we'd recommend uh, walkers and walking relay, which is a new event we've got this year. Uh, we'd recommend those guys getting there for 8 o'clock. 
um, lining up at 8.15 and they'll go off at 8.30. And then for the main race, we'd recommend any time from then onwards. So it obviously starts at 10 o'clock. So we'd recommend you being there at the latest for 9.30. We'll start um, lining everybody up up Huntback Street after the warm-up, which will be on stage um, at about 9.40. Um, and then obviously everybody sort of lines up and then that one starts off at 10 o'clock and that's for the run and the relay. And then we've got the junior races. So that one's sponsored by Be Active and we've got a 1K and a 2K, basically just loops around the city centre. And the 1K is starting at 10.20 and the 2 no, sorry, the 2K is starting at 10.20 and the 1K is starting at 10.35. Are you running the 1K the- or 2K, Natalie, or...? I'm not running any of them. I'll honestly, no. honestly, after after the day on my watch, I've basically walked a half marathon on that day. <laughs> so in between running around here, there and everywhere, I've probably done um, a good portion of a half marathon. So do we get any um, anybody turning up at four o'clock asking to run on the day with you, coming out of pink saying, oh, I could run a half marathon. I bet you get a couple of comments like that. Do you? No, no. Uh, not quite, no. I did have a couple of uh, youngish lads that I had to kind of move on. They were they were in a bit of a sore way um, right in Fountain Square where we were trying to set up and one was kind of having a bit of a rough time. So we had to get the security guards to kind of move them on um, <laughs> because I, ha- I was having to like clean stick up off the floor with water at like, you know, 7am. So it was all fine. Fine. Everyone got there. It was all good. But um, yeah, you do see some interesting beings around. I'm sure have, you have, you got, have you got an official starter for the race this year? Um, so the official starter will be the Lord Mayor, albeit obviously we've just changed administration and I believe that um, they've come into post today. So I'll be honest, I don't know which councillor that will be, um, but it is in their diary, so it will be the Lord Mayor starting. But you could always ask Ken. Oh, Ken. Ken will be there. Ken's, Ken's local, local running ro- royalty, get him starting it off. <laughs> <laughs> I think next year, for, ne- for next year, we should sponsor the... Uh, some part, not the whole thing. <laughs> we, we don't get paid for doing this, so we, we have low it. budget, Rob. I know it's, well, it's not even low budget. There's no budget. There's no budget, mate. <laughs> we will do something for part. If we're still going, I'm hoping we will be. Yeah. In twelve months' time, in twelve months' time, when we're when we're big and well known, and we're bigger than KSI and bigger than what's his name? <laughs> Logan Paul, Paul. Logan You've got Paul. high ambitions here, Rob. Absolutely, definitely. Uh, we will we will do some sponsorship. I'm not sure what it'll be, but we could sponsor something. Maybe uh, we could sponsor the gun to start the firing off. <laughs> That's about it. There you go. No, I think it'd be great to be a little bit more involved and, you know, kind of getting runners on the show or previous winners and, and that kind of thing. I think it'd be really good to be a bit more involved because this is the first time I've heard about your podcast. But obviously, you know, it's I've, since I've found out about you, I've kind of watched a couple of your other ones or bits of them. Um, so, yeah. I think it'd be good to be a bit more involved. Yeah, definitely. And we're, we're relatively new, six months in, and we're, we're getting there with it. Like I say, we've been listened to all over the world um, now. Um, but it's getting bigger and getting better. And we are... If anybody wants to come on the show, we haven't done this before, but if anybody wants to come on the show and they're listening and thinking, I've got something I could say on the podcast, more than welcome to come on the show. Uh, so talking about runners, actually, I don't know if you can answer this, actually, or I'm going to ask Ken around the history of what who is the pb holder for potter's off 
Okay, so just a bit of history on it is the, um, and I'll I'll bring in about the heartbreak uh, heartbreak hell and how heartbreak hell actually came onto the course. Um, so the fastest time on a Potter's Potter's Half course was uh, was done in two thousand and five, um, and it was um, that year. And you you'll know this road, Rob, because you live there. We didn't go up up Heartbreak Hill. Okay, so we went up Mornington Road. Ah, yeah. So that was so not as could, it's yeah. steep, but so, it's not as steep. Yeah, it's not as steep. So we came up Leap New Road, took a left into Mornington Road. That brings you out at the top of Milton Road, mm. and then and then the problem was because we were doing a right hand turn out of Mornington Road, and you're near the end of the race. We basically as we shut Snee Green down because yeah. nobody could go anywhere. So we, uh, so when we had the debrief with the police after the 2005 event, they were really happy with it. Um, but they said we're going to have to look at changing that left, that right-hand turnout to Mornington Road. And so that was how Heartbreak Hill came in. So it's the police's and, fault then? Well, it isn't the police's fault. The police <laughs> just said to us, you have to look at something else. And... Um, from an organising point of view, it was the it was the easiest one to do, but we did it with trepidation because both myself and Don Charlie, who were runners, knew what a hill on that course at eleven and a half mile, and we wondered what was going to happen. And I've got to say is that um, the people who live on Melton Road um, have made it this iconic thing that they is because every year. They turn out. They've made it their mission in life to um, to get everybody up Heartbreak Hill, and they've even they've even had their own signs made. So, so as you come along Melton Road, the signs there, you are now approaching Heartbreak Hill. Um, so it, that's how the history of it came about. And just another funny story before I go on to the the fastest times. Is uh, a guy from Southwark called Andy Jones. Andy Jones won it, and cracking runner won races all over the country. And um, I was talking to him after, and he says, "When I go to a race, he says, there's only two things I'm interested in: where the start is and where the finish is." This is that's all I'm bothered about. Says I'm not bothered what's what's in between. He says, and I'm coming along this road, which is obviously Esbedic Road, mm. and he says, I see these signs. You are now approaching Heartbreak Hill. And he's thinking to himself, what's this I'm approaching? You know, because he says, I was on the flat. And he says, all of a sudden, he says, I turned right. And he says, I've never seen anything like it. Not just the climb, the people the people were there. So Heartbreak Hill has taken on this, this iconic status within the race. And also, whereas that if you go and look at, you go and look at photographs from the previous years, as either Mechall or one of his photographers, as they are always stationed near to um, near to the brow of the hill, and they take on some fantastic photos. I've always ran past them. So I, 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 last last year or the year before, I think it was the year before actually, the first time I ever did it. I had my daughter and my son at the bottom of Heartbreak Hill with their mum. So I ran past them, walked up until the photog saw the photography, ran past the photography, <laughs> then walked again. And then yeah, I think and then, and then I think uh, I think it was my partner, my, my fiance, my wife to be, 
she was at the top of the hill with my son. So I ran past them. So I ran and walked all the way up. I ran past the photographer to make sure I got a photo yes, of me yeah. running. Yeah. I'm trying to trying to Google it to try and find. I've never seen this. I, I, I don't believe you all. Okay. I'll tell, tell, tell you when when you go to see me at my house, you can you can run up it, man. Yeah, I'll yeah, take yeah, you up yeah, it. I'll see it. But so the, the fastest time that's ever been run on the Pockets was was that was that year Thomas Appiew who won it that that year. But um, in two thousand and six, we changed to the course that we that we've got now, and the course record holder is a guy called Matt Clowes. I know, Matt. Uh, this was I, he used to go to school, my brother. There you go, up in Staffordshire Moorlands. Yeah. yeah. He was also yeah, on a running yeah. podcast. He's got a running. He was on a running podcast, so we don't talk about him. So that's the last. <laughs> time his yeah, can, yeah. Please. Well, <laughs> He's yeah. a rival. Yeah. Well, I, I've been trying to get Matt. Because, um, uh, like I say, uh, Matt's um, a local lad from Leek, and then uh, moved away and ended up in Cardiff. And I used to bump into him at various events. I've been trying to get him to come to the Potters Art for, for years, and it just didn't fit in. And then I managed to persuade him uh, to come along in 2018. And so Matt still holds the course record of one hour six fifty three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One yeah. hour six, and, came, six he, and that's without breaking. One, one hour six fifty three. And then he came back. He came back the follow the following year, and uh, um, probably about twenty seconds slower. So Matt Klaus holds the course record. Even more impressive than that. Is the lady who holds the ladies' course record? A lady called Michelle Michelle Roscoe, and um, she set the record in in 2010 and ran one hour 15. Oh my neck! And came, 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 yeah, and came fifth came fifth in the race. So them are the two them are the two the two fast the two fastest times. So is she a local even, then? Is she local then? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me, uh, Michelle Roscoe. She she yeah, she lives in Silverdale now. She's retired from running now, oh, but um, she was um, uh, she ran for she ran for Great Britain in the Commonwealth Games. Did she? No, so she's yeah, yeah. She's uh, she's there's an, there's another guest. Yeah, there's <laughs> there's another guest. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so them are your, them are your two fa- your, your two fastest times. Wow, amazing! Yeah. One hour what six, you, one hour fifteen. What's your best Potter's Half time, Ken? Well, there used to be a Potter's Half before the Potter's Half, if that makes sense, right? And that's where we got the name from. So back in the eighties, there was a local running club that doesn't exist anymore. That was called Pottery's Marathon Athletic Club (PMAC) for short. And between 1983 and 19, 1989, they put on a half marathon, what they called the Potters Half. Right? Not the same course, and it didn't do heartbreak hell, but it was still it was still a toughy one. And we finished at the local um, uh, uh, athletic stadium, Northwood Stadium. And so my best time on that was one hour sixteen. Um, but by the time we got to this Potters Half, I was one of the organisers. Um, 2005 was the years I, I had to give up running anyway, so I've never been able to run um, this Potters, you know, this this course. But yeah, I ran the the original uh, Potters Half two or three times. Not, I think probably not quite as tough as this one, but still still a toughie. Because there used to be a Potters Marathon, I believe, or a Stoke Marathon. Well, yeah. Yeah, well, this is how Pottersoff came about. So um, uh, the Pottery's Marathon started in 1982, and it was called the Around the Towns Marathon. And basically, it was the brainchild of Don Shelley. 
and um, lots of the things. North Taps Roadrunners was the was the brainchild of Don Shelley. He had lots of, of sort of great ideas. But what had happened back in 1979 is the New York Marathon um, all of a sudden was starting to attract the masses. London Marathon sort of picked up on that. So the first London Marathon was 1981. Don saw what was happening in that and, and, and uh, decided, right, we're going to have, if you like, a local half marathon. And um, that was in 1982. And uh, that started in Moreland started in Road in Burslem and finished at Trubshire Cross. And there's actually a fabulous, um, iconic picture, black and white picture taken from above of all the runners lined up in, uh, in, in Moreland Road. And um, uh, I think Natalie's going to talk later about the exhibition. And uh, I know I've passed that photo over, so that may be, you know, may be shown in, in the exhibition. But then in 1983, as uh, we moved it to Trenton Gardens, and that was a start and finish in Trenton Gardens, and it stayed. Um, it stayed there from 1983 to 2004. But in 2003, the numbers had started to drop, and uh, the cost of putting the event on was started to creep up. And in 2000 and 2003, we said, as if the numbers don't increase in 2004, that will be the last Potteries Marathon. Um, they didn't really increase, as that we only got 800, um, which, one, is the event ran to loss, but also we couldn't justify closing the city down mm-hmm. for five, six hours just for 800 runners. Yeah. So we made the difficult decision of, um, of changing it to the Potter's Half. But one of the things that we, uh, we wanted is that, first of all, we were looking at Trenton, and believe it or not, we can't. We couldn't get back to Trenton in 13.1 mile because the one road in the city is you can't get a road closure on is the A34 because uh-huh. if something happens on the motorway, they divert it onto the A34. We couldn't get them. We could have a slight closure on it for five minutes where we got them out of um, Trenton Glass, but we couldn't get them back on. So we'd always thought about having, you know, having a city centre finish because we thought there could be a great atmosphere. And, mm. um, you know, we went into talks with, you know, with the council and, and, you know, they were all for it because obviously it's bringing people, you know, into the town and everything. And that's how we ended up with the, uh, you know, with the city centre, uh, you know, start and finish. And that was in 2005. We were vindicated by a decision because we went from 800 in the half marathon um, straight away to um, over 1,100. But then the numbers, you know, sort of crept up and crept up. And really, they sort of never really sort of dropped below, you know, the 1,500 mark. And I know I was looking probably about an hour ago, and I think uh, Nat and the team will be really pleased as it was it, uh, all of a sudden it's, it's clicking up towards 1,700, you know, oh, which wow. I think. Yeah, yeah. So I think as everybody will, you know, be pleased with that. And don't forget, you know, there's still two and a half weeks, two and a half weeks to go. I was going to say, can people still sign up to do it between now? Uh, when's the closing date, Natalie? Closing date is. I'll be, I'll be precise. It's eleven fifty nine p.m. on Sunday the fourth. So you ah, can right, still so sign up until then. So yeah, the Sunday before you can still sign up, but there's no entries that week or uh, on the day. 
I know what's coming next. I can I can tell what's coming next. <laughs> you've, got I knew the... you've got a week, Ben. <laughs> you want to taste what Heartbreak Hill feels like? You can experience it in a couple of weeks if you really want to. It's actually my mum's birthday. Uh, so if I'm I can... sure she's fine with that. I'm sure she'll be fine with that. Yeah, yeah. she'll come and cheer you on. <laughs> if I can get it sorted, I will maybe. But <laughs> hey, I, I, don't there you go. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Still to come on this episode of the Couch to Coach Running Podcast. In 2021, as he was in, he was in the shape, in the best shape of his life. And I was looking at the entry list, and there was really nobody that was standing out. That was this year, 2021, that was this year to win it. Um, uh, on the Wednesday, he caught a cold. The Couch to Coach podcast is available on a wide variety of podcast players. If you like what you hear in this episode, please remember to follow the show and set a future episodes to auto-download. Our main objective on this show is to get people into running and to talk about running. We're two normal guys that live normal lives, and although our following is growing, we rely on you, the listeners, to get the word out there about this show. So please, whilst you're listening, remember to leave us a review on your chosen podcast player to help boost our ratings. Finally, you can stay up to date with all things Couch to Coached over on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok. Just search for Couch to Coached. So, Natalie, talk to us about how you go about organising such a big event for the local community. Is there a team behind you? Is there counsellors that you have to co- to, to contact and cl- road closures and all sorts so talk to us about that okay i'll do it in a bit of a nutshell yeah. um so really we, so we start planning sort of 12 13 months prior to the next year's events so obviously so you've this started year, already well, we've got next year's dating and then we'll okay. start sort of um following that sort of promoting um the following year's event um, but it really kicks in sort of November time. So obviously applying for your race licenses, getting in touch with suppliers, with sponsors, uh, getting all of that firmed up. Um, in the city council, um, we have a portfolio holder. So for leisure and wellbeing services, newly appointed portfolio holder as of today. So I should know who that is exactly tomorrow. Um, and we just basically take uh, updates to them so that they can see how the event's progressing, um, financially how it's doing. Basically, we don't do it to make a profit. We do it just so it washes its face. The priorities for us as a city council is getting more people into the city um, and getting more people sort of taking part in that sort of physical fitness uh, journey. But also it's the volunteering side. So if you can't take part, it's, you know, you can still get involved. Like you can come out and course marshal. We need we need help with handing out the medals, handing out water at water stations, or even just standing on the streets uh, cheering people on. Because from feedback, that's what makes this event stand out to others. It's that sort of support that you get as you're out on the course and that's city centre finish. Um we have monthly working group meetings and that's sort of with uh, colleagues in highways um obviously in terms of the road closures um it's with colleagues in sort of tourism it's with the city center bids the pottery center 
our lead sponsor, the Hanley Economic Building Society, Be Active, the sponsor of the junior race. So we regularly engage with um, those guys. And then it's also meeting with the charities. So this year we've got uh, Dougie Mack, um, a local hospice. We've got the Alice Charity who help families in crisis. And newly on board this year, we've got UH and M, so University Hospitals from North Midlands. Um, and basically, they just help and support staff um, across the hospitals in this area. So it's it's interesting. It's in depth. Um, obviously, then you've got your T-shirts, your marketing plan, your medals. Um, it's a big beast to organise, but it's it's different every day. It's enjoyable, and sort of the run up to so now from about a month ago to sort of through to the event, it, it really ramps up. Um, it's just sort of finalising everything, getting those race packs out. Which Rob, I know you've got yours. My other half, he received his as well today. Um, yeah, so yeah it's, it? it's nice. To see did you post um, it or did you bring it home for him? No, it was posted. So we've got um, HS Sports actually sort of lead on all of that. So they allocate yeah. all the numbers out. Um, it kind of just takes the admin out of it for us. Um, I'm a busy bee. So, um, yeah, it's it's great to have them on board sort of helping out. Should everybody have the numbers now by now then? Because I know Not everyone. So they're, they're going out in batches. So if okay. you've not got your number, please don't panic. Um, if you've not got your number by Monday the 5th or 5th yeah. of June, uh, drop us an email at the part's half email address that's on your confirmation email and we'll have a look into it. But they are being sent out in batches. So in terms of numbers, Natalie, the... One thing I've always wanted to know is how do you work out who gets what number and how do you get number one on your bib? Is it possible? So it is randomly allocated. So, boss, that said, you can. So if there was a request or I don't know, you'd run a competition and somebody wanted to be number one for whatever reason, then there is a way to do it. We just allocate that number to that runner. So for next year, if I wanted my lucky number next 16. Year, I was going to say one's gone out now and I actually don't know who's got number one. So whoever you are. If you, listen, if you want it next year, then yeah, we can do that. If you're listening to the show, number one, well done to you. Let us know who you are. I want number 16 next year. That's my lucky number. Sergio Aguero's old number and the date of my birth, 16th of the 5th. So that's my lucky number. Here we go. If Rob can get me number 27 for the 11th of June this year, I'll win. <laughs> I think number 27's already gone, mate. What a shame. <laughs> what a shame. I think Ben's already signed himself up for it now anyway. No. <laughs> no, was trying to sweet talk me into signing up. He was selling it to me. He was telling me, "Oh, it's the best atmosphere you'll get." All this sort of stuff. <laughs> the problem it's is, a- Ken, you talked me into joining Norstas Roadrunners, and it's already <laughs> costing me, you know, fifty mile in fuel every few weeks. <laughs> Coming all the way uh, to Staffordshire. Yeah, but look at the races that you've that you've come, and you've got fifty points in both of them. So yeah. I don't, I don't sell you anything that's done. Anything I sell <laughs> you is, I only... is is top notch. So <laughs> I only come for the first places. That's what it is, yeah. Kevin. I'm not going to get first <laughs> place at Potter's Half. Well, Potter's Half is Potter's Half is part of North Sass Road, and I say you don't have to worry. You just come. Bring your mum with you. We'll look after your mum on a birthday. And I can promise you, you'll have the best finish atmosphere of any event that you've done. It is a really good atmosphere. Yeah. The only way you can prove me wrong on that, then, is by coming and running it. And then you'll (laughs) either say to me, Ken, you were spot on, or Ken, you've sold me a dud. 
He's Last calling you out on your own podcast, Ben. I know who he is, isn't he? He is. I can see what he's doing. Yeah, I can see got, what he's doing. Yeah. As Natalie's already said, you've got till 11.59, um, a week on Sunday, uh, to sign up, uh, get, your, get your number sent to you, and be on that start line. No pressure, Ben, no pressure, but you've got hundreds of listeners. Not, not long, t- but hundreds of listeners as well. If you think Ben should run the potters off, to the listeners out there, if you think Ben should run the pot off, let let us know. Send us messages. They can be abusive if they want to. I, I'm, me and Ben read the messages, so they can be abusive. It's absolutely fine, but is the, let us know if you should run it. Is the T-shirt included in the entry cost, Natalie? It's not, no. But so if it'll be there you go even even more pressure to do it now right look i'll think about it what color is can i ask again i know that's about the middle what color is the t-shirt it's bright yellow like highlighter ah. yellow Okay. Cool. So if you're running in the dark, the thing with Potter's Art t-shirts, they're always fluorescent. So mm. feedback again is that's what runners want for when they're out at night and stuff. So it is very bright. But I like it. I think it's good. Yeah, I liked it from last year. I had one last year. It was really good. So Ken's briefly mentioned it. There's an exhibition going on, I believe, at Hanley Museum, is it? Yeah, so there's a Potter's Hot Bar celebration of Potter's Half um, display, and that's on at the Potter's Museum and Art Gallery. So it officially opens to the public this Saturday, um, so the 27th of yeah. May, and it runs through to the 16th of June, so the Friday after the Potter's Half. Um, basically, we've got sort of a collection of T-shirts, medals through the years, uh, paintings that a local uh, painter did for us, um, some books, some trophies, um, different poems, different experiences. So it's not a huge area within the museum, but what they have done with it, I'm sure, is going to be pretty nice and fantastic to sort of come and have a look at. So. Um, if anybody does want to go up to the museum and have a look at that, um, they'd be more than welcome to while it's there. We have a, a poet's corner within this podcast. Angela Morton, who is a friend to the show and other people. We did a poem ourselves. Tim West did a poem. So maybe in a couple of years' time, when uh, you have another exhibition, or even next year, we could get some poems done for you. Angela Morton, if you're listening, there you go. That's a challenge for you. You can write as a Potter's Off poem. She did a, a poem for Stafford Off. She had a poem for Rugely, I believe, and I think it was a poem for All Sager as well. So yeah. she's a regular feature within the show. So there you go. We'll get a Potter's off, hopefully get a Potter's off um, poem yeah. as well. And then I think um, a big shout out to um, uh, uh, two past winners of the, of the Potter's off because uh, I'm sure um, Nat won't mind me saying this, as um, uh, um, one of the other sponsors that's been involved with Potter's Art for a long time is Emma Bridgewater and uh, they produce two bespoke trophies each year one for the male and one for the female and they are the only two uh, the only two that are made so you can understand as they you know they're quite precious mm. and uh, I contacted two of the previous winners so we've got Debbie Thomas who won it in 2016 and I asked Debbie if uh, we could kindly borrow, you know, borrow this, you know, trophy, which means the world to us. And, and she said, yes, yeah, so that's on display 
And then uh, Ben Gamble, who's actually won the race six times and wow. comes second, come second twice. And, um, you know, where he's allowed us to uh, to use his winning trophy from 2015. So we've got these uh, absolutely iconic Emma Bridgewater trophies on display, you know, at the museum. And as I say, I wouldn't like to think how much they're worth because there's only two made, two made every year. Am I right in thinking, Ken? This might be cut out of this, the, the episode because I might be completely wrong. Cole Moulton won it one year. Is that right? Yeah. Oh, right. So, right. The story behind... Because he's a no-staff roadrunner. Yes, he is. Yeah. Right. So, so the story of Carl Walton is Carl Walton first ran it in around about 2012. And that's what started him, him running. And he, and he only ran that he wanted he wanted to raise funds for charity. Nothing else. He wasn't a runner. Um, uh, he just enjoyed it. He enjoyed it so much. And then he's ran it every year since and progressed to being a fabulous runner. However, he's, he, up until last year, he had never won it. Yeah. He'd always been the bridesmaid. Uh, however, <laughs> he's going to love you calling him that. <laughs> yeah, he, Carl, if you're listening, that was not my words. Yeah, so words. Carl, Carl, will t- Carl will come on the podcast and say exactly the same. He's saying nothing that... that However, however fit and however fast he was running, as somebody used to turn up. And if you go through the results, you'll see that Carl's finished second and third, you know, so many times. One year, as uh, um, with three, with probably about two weeks to go, he was favourite to win. And I actually got an email, and I thought it was one of these scam emails off a runner saying that um, I've just run in the 20, 2012 Olympics. And I'd like to come and uh, uh, run the pot- potters off. I thought it was one of these joke things. So I went on to Power Attack, and there he was, um, Kure. And so he come and he come and ran the potters off, won it, and put Carl back down. Oh, so this happened so many times. Matt Clouse turned up, Carl was second. Ben turned up, Carl was second. And then in so 20, for, the, for last year, he must have gone out and said, "You're not running this year. You're not yeah. doing it this year. Don't let <laughs> anybody it. else enter. Let me run in, it." <laughs> in 2021, as he was in, he was in the shape, in the best shape of his life. And I was looking at the entry list, and there was really nobody that was standing out. And that was his year, 2021. That was his year to win it. And uh, on the Wednesday, he caught a cold. Oh. Yeah. Now, he still ran it, but ran it not 100% and actually came second in probably a slower time than that. So when he actually won it last year in 2022 is that um, there was nobody in the running community that was, you know, that was so pleased. And he he come off the stage when um, he'd been presented with his trophy and his mum was there. Oh. And his mom was just, she'd gone, she was just in floods of tears because she never thought, you know, she was going to see him win it. So he was probably the most popular winner because of the reasons why. Now, Carl's running again this year. He's in absolutely fantastic form at the moment. Yeah. He won he won the Utoxida half yeah, he um, a few, few weeks ago. Um, so Carl's going to be one of the favourites, but also... Is I think last year's winner in the Potters Off, Emma Taylor, is going to take some beating because she won. She won. You talked to half as well, and she ran one twenty one that day. 
Now, you know what a good time that was on. You touched a half, Rob, and yeah. she came sixth overall. So um, both Emma and Carl have entered. So um, they're going to be hard to beat. Well, talking about good times on your talks to Ralph, I got two hours four. <laughs> hour twenty one to two hour four. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Carl, if you are listening, I don't know if he listens to the show. Ten, you'll have to point him in the direction. We will get him on the show if he's happy to come on the show and we'll have a conversation with him. Sounds like a really good story to tell as well around Potter's mm-hmm. Off. Are you interested in hiring a personal running coach? If so, please visit www.benrusselfitnesscoach.co.uk or head over to Instagram and Facebook at Ben Russell Fitness Coach for more details. I'd love to hear from you. Thanks very much. We'll start to wrap it up a little bit now. So I'll, I'll, I'll hand over to you, Natalie, to, to sell the Potter's Half. For the people that haven't signed up just yet, you've including got... Ben. Including Ben. Including <laughs> Ben. He's taking his headphones off. Just sell the potter's half. <laughs> he stuck his fingers in his ears. Okay. The potter's half. The people are listening. Okay, potter's half. Um, it's it's a different half marathon. You know, you've got different. You've got a multitude of events that you can take part in. So Ben, if you didn't want to run the whole thing, or if you're out there thinking I've not been training, we've got the relay. If you and two, three, four of you want to sort of take part in that, then you can do. Um, we've also got the walk. So for those that aren't avid runners, you know. You can take part in that one there. But if you want an event that sort of truly brings a community, a city together, that when you sort of line up down Pottery's Way, there's people standing on the bridge cheering you on, getting you sort of geared up, ready for that start, cheering you through the city centre, out, and all the way around the course and back through, then this is the race for you. So I would say if you've not signed up, get signed up. You've got until next Sunday to do it. So, yeah. 11.59. Sign up at potters-off.co.uk. Off with A-R-F, not half. A-R-F. So it was in Runner's World. Natalie wasn't aware that it was in Runner's World. I shared that with her the other day. Uh, so it is quite well known as a, as a really difficult course to do, but an enjoyable and um, varied course, an undulating course, as they call it, a very undulating course, but it's a really enjoyable course, I must admit. It's the third time I've done it. Barefoot Blade, who's been on the show, he talks about how it is his favourite race. Uh, obviously, he's a local two potteries now, so it is a, it's, it's, it's a well-known race around here that people talk about, and it's one that people want to, to run. So, like I say, Ben, no pressure, but uh, you've got to do it. Add this year or next year, anyway. I can see the three of you staring at me as if to say, go on, <laughs> go and do it. We're staring at you. We're trying to be like, come on, sign up. <laughs> well, I think, I think, uh, I think one, other, one other thing to, uh, to mention about, about the Potter's Half is that uh, over the years, how much money it's raised for local charities. Um, uh, we can't put a figure on it. Nobody can put a figure on it, but we know every year as people, you know, use it as a as a you know a fundraising tool, and the vast majority of that money that's raised does go to local charities. So, uh, you know, it's 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 a fantastic event. As um, I know, I'm probably a bit biased, but I think it's it's uh, uh, the best the best half marathon in Staffordshire, if not further further and, and beyond. And uh, it ticks so it ticks so many boxes. So if anybody's just uh, in in two minds, uh, come along and just enjoy the atmosphere, and uh, you'll have a great time. 
Yeah, and I've, I know we've spoken in the past about how you select the races for North Staffs and you try and use the little races that are for the the ones that are set up by the local clubs mm. and things like that to give back to the community. Why has Potter's Half never been, or has it ever been in the NSRRA? We tried to... It, I'm not, it has been in, it has been in before when the numbers were lower and we tried we were trying to to boot to boost them but Potter's off really sort of stands on its own as it's got it's already got 1700 entries yeah whereas we've got other local rate other local races that probably need North Road Roadrunners a little bit more you know they've only got maybe two two sort of three or 300 runners so yeah. you know really I mean um I'm not saying as Potter's off, you'll never, you know, will never be a North Staffs road runners, but we just look to support the ones who probably need us a little bit more, if you, you know, if you like. And uh, I think the I think the Potter's off is such an iconic race that it actually it actually stands it stands on its own. And I think with 1,700 entries now, and probably maybe up to another 150 before, you know, closing date. It's heading, heading, you know, heading towards, you know, 2000. Yeah, fair comment. Which is the aim. We've always aimed to go to 2000. We've never quite made it there, um, but that is always the ambition every year to sort of crack that 2000 figure. So, Ben, you being one of them would <laughs> be a great help. Thank you. <laughs> Again, I don't think one, on? ma- yeah. one man's yeah. not going to make a difference, yeah. is he? Yeah. So, yeah. Can, can, you, can, can you imagine if a week on Sunday, uh, oh, no, Nat, no, looked, no. Nat, Nat looked at the entries and there was 1,999 entries? <laughs> no. I, 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 wonder, I wonder who's uh, who, who would be on the end of the phone. <laughs> Come on now, this isn't fair. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's been a brilliant podcast, really good episode. I think for people that are local to to Stoke, obviously we've got a good listening in, in Stoke on Trent. But if there are people out there that are thinking to themselves, I fancy a really good race that live in local to the community or even further afield, uh, and they want to try the potters off either this year or next year, I think it's a really good opportunity to try to, to test yourself really in a, in, a, in, a, in a difficult half, but a really good experience as well. So thank you, Natalie. Much appreciated you coming on. Uh, I hope the exhibition goes well, and I hope Potter's Half, I know it will go well anyway. And I'll see you there. I'm not sure about Ben, but I'll see you there. Come and say hello if you do see me. Um, And Ken, as always, thank you very much. The Ken and Ben show, as we've already we've already teamed it. It's a uh, fourth time on. We'll get you on again in a couple of weeks when we've had a couple more North Staffs Roadrunners races, uh, just to give us a bit of a debrief for that as well. So, thank you both. Um, no worries. Just one more thing Go from on. me. I am the first female on this podcast, guys. So um, yes, I want you to are. see more females coming on this podcast. <laughs> you are. There you go. I can't. I, I wasn't. I wasn't sure if I mentioned that before. I always forget no, what I said no. and what I ever said. So yes, you are the first female. Um, there's no reason for that. It's not. Although on BBC Radio Stoke, I don't know if anybody here was on Radio Stoke. I, I. Um, you didn't tell us, Rob. I didn't tell anyone. I did. Want? I was on BBC Radio Stoke. I was on BBC Radio Stoke. I didn't mention Potter's off, but I mentioned that when running a marathon is like childbirth, and I don't think it went down very well with the the, the female population because. <laughs> The woman, Paula White, who was interviewing me, said, can I just stop you there? So you're thinking that running is the same as childbirth. What I meant was running a marathon is similar because you forget about what you've just done and then you want to sign up for another one. This is why we don't have have many female guests. (laughs) 
just stop talking. I will, I will. <laughs> you are the first female guest, and we are always open to having any other female guests on the show. <laughs> I'll shut uh, up now. No, before I dig myself any deeper. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> Cheers, Natalie. Thank you, Ken. Thanks very much for coming on. Thank you. There you go. So, no pressure, Ben, but we've just literally called you out on a po- your own podcast to basically say you've got to run the potters off either this year, if you either want to, or at least next year anyway. I mean, I can probably guarantee I'll run it next year. Like, after it's the hype has been put up, I'll, I'll <laughs> pretty much guarantee that'll happen now. Um, so, Natalie, you've got your entry for next year, as long as I can have bib number one. <laughs> there you go. Exactly. I want number 16 and Ben wants bid number one. And then You've got to earn we... the right to get bid number one. It's true, you do. You've got to earn the right to fight at the race. I don't know, I'm trying to think of the rhyme there. What is it? You've the... got to fight. They no, can't do that. We haven't got royalties. Party. <laughs> well, if we haven't got royalties, sorry to the people that made that song. I don't know who made that song. We sang, <laughs> I think we sang a song on the, one of the first episodes, didn't we? Yeah, maybe. I, I won't be singing it again. We'll just do our own jingles. But no, look, do you know what? I think the Potter's Arth, um obviously becoming more and more um, knowledgeable about the local community in Staffordshire. I think it sounds like it's an absolutely fantastic race. Ken thinks it's probably the best race in the world by the sounds of it. Um, and I think Natalie and the team, by all accounts, do a fantastic job. Um, so, yeah, you will see me at the Potter's Arth, Um at some point in the future. I wouldn't say near future. At some point in the future. 2024. 2024. Got some big fish to fry this year um, in the remainder of this race calendar. So just have to think about things, see how they go. But we are back to normal next week. So we are. we've had, like I say, we've had the last couple of weeks, we've had a, a deluge of special guests. We've had five special guests in the last couple of weeks. So we are back to normal with me and Ben. We will bring back some features uh, and we're going to have a discussion about some potential new features. And we have got a big announcement to make. Oh, what's gonna, this? Uh, well, you should know because this is a big announcement for me and you. If you don't know, I'm a bit worried. We the have big, got a big announcement. The big announcement. Don't worry, we're not getting married. I'm already getting married. It's nothing to do with that. But we've got, a big, we've got a big announcement to make. Be a pl- that would be a big announcement, Rob. <laughs> that would be a big announcement, a very big surprise for you as well. <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, we, we'll, we'll, we're back next week on, with the normal podcast. If you've got any questions, uh, we're asking for more questions that we can answer on the show. We've got people, if you want to shout out, let us know. Yeah, we've got Coach Reed coming back as well. So, and if you've got any ideas for any new features that you think would would fit nicely into the podcast, this is your podcast. Yeah. So give us um, uh, a bit of an inspiration, and we'll see what we can do. Drop us an email at couchtocouch@outlook.com yeah. or on our socials, and we'll see what we can do. Freshening it up. And what I didn't mention actually is this is episode twenty-five. Another milestone flying Another by. Milestone. Yeah, quarter of a century. We've been going for six months as well. Fantastic. It's, uh, it's a crazy thought that six months ago we it was a pie, it was a pie in the sky idea, and here we are six months later, and we've got we've had loads of episodes and we've had loads of guests on. So 
and enjoying every second. Enjoying, absolutely enjoying every second. So, okie dokie. So, see you all next week. Uh, back to normal with the trusted, tried and trusted features and me and Ben. It's the Rob and Ben show, not the Ken and Ben show. The Rob and Ben show. <laughs> Got in his head there, haven't we? Got in his head. <laughs> right. I'm going to leave you with the sounds of Blue Moon. It's always standing alone. Don't listen to him, Dave. Don't listen to him, Dave. Don't listen to him. By the time in a couple of episodes, we might have won the treble as well. So Even better. Even better. Come on, sitting. And I'll see you all later. I'll see you later.